Welcome to the Growing Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, Ahuva Hirschkop, mother of three, registered dietitian, and permission coach for high-achieving women. I work with women all over the world who want to feel as successful as the world sees them by creating the permission they never needed in the first place to be who they truly are and always have been and change the world in the process. Each week, I'll be sharing personal insights, amazing interviews, and new perspectives, all with the goal of supporting you in understanding the life you want to live and exactly how to get there, no matter how many items currently on your to-do list. If you're ready, then let's dive in. Leah, thank you for joining me today. Such a pleasure. We haven't seen each other in a long time. We haven't spoken in a while, so I'm actually really excited to be here. I know. I kind of think that I'm like secretly using this podcast episode just as like a catch up. I'm like, just tell me all the things and I'll like put it out to the people, but really yeah. just, hey. It makes it makes complete sense to me. So thank you for having me. Um, so for anyone who isn't familiar with, with you and your work, um, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, all the things? Sure. Okay. So my name is Liat Horowitz. I am a results coach and a content creator. And I used to work in the corporate world for many, many years. And after I had my third child, I decided I really wanted to finally, finally figure out what it was that I wanted to do with my life when I grew up. (laughs) And um, I always knew that helping people, coaching people, like helping them develop personally and professionally and connecting people was really where my passion was. So it took a long time to figure it out and to actually embrace it. But in 2019, I decided that coaching was where it was at for me. And I started my practice and now we're what, like three and a bit years in and I am doing, doing my thing and living my best life. There we go. Isn't it? It's so funny to me how, I mean, I was the person who said that I knew what I wanted to be when I was 10 years old. Um, I knew like, I, I wanted to be a dietitian at 10 years mm. old. And like, as soon as I, you know, did that, I like went to school, did all the things, you know, as one does. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It's going to be great. And like, all of a sudden I was like, oh, is mm. it though? Like, am mm-hmm. I going to do this for the rest of my life? That's such a... I think that I'm supposed to know what I want to be when I grow up. Well, that's the thing. And especially yeah. as women, I particular, excuse me, I in particular was taught and told for, from the best interests of my parents, obviously, uh, to find something that was transferable, relatable, Mm -hmm. secure, and, and just flexible. So I actually started studying physiotherapy, weirdly enough, way, 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 way back. I did a year of physio, I got into second year, and I remember we were all sitting in this like auditorium with the second year, you know, future doctors, dentists, OTs, physios, dietitians, dentists, everybody. And I was sitting there, all I was thinking about while the Dean was talking to us and saying, you are like the chosen few that have made it to second year and blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there thinking, I don't know how I'm going to tell my father that I'm not doing this. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so since then, I think I really have been aware of the fact that I was absolutely certain I wanted to find the thing, even if it wasn't just one thing, but find things that really gave me fulfillment and purpose and then go and like make a career out of that. And we don't know it and it may even change in the future. We're still young. So who knows what's going to be. Totally. I remember being, I always say there's like a sweet spot of adulthood 
for me, it was probably, I mean, I got married young, but like probably like when I was like 24 or 25 Mm. and I was like, I'm in a committed relationship. I'm working. I can pay my like, you know, rent on my apartment. I have a car. I have like, all. I've paid my taxes this year. And I was like, I am an adult. Yeah. (laughs) I have figured it out. I was like, is this what it feels like to figure it out? And then like a year later, I was like, I have what? nothing figured out. And I don't think yeah. I'm ever going <laughs> to. There's like a little sweet spot where you pretend oh, that you've like made it. And then you're like, oh, it's actually just starting. Totally. And then I'm just going to add onto that. I'm going to layer onto that. Add in, you know, sprinkle in a few kids, which you've totally. done as well. Yep. Sprinkle in from my perspective, um, two or three immigrations. Yeah. And then just, you know, life kind of, it's like a big wave. It just kind of, dunks you and then just pulls you along and you're fine you can swim you can handle it but there are moments where you're like oh no I don't know if I can keep going right and then you just make it work so yes that's where we're at that is where we're at totally I love it because I think that that totally especially you know for me going through school number one I had the same sort of message like do something that is trusted right that is sort of flexible, that is good for a family life, whatever it is. Yes. And when I was going through school, it was also like, here is how you be a dietitian, right? Like mm. you work in a hospital or you work in a clinic or there's very specific places. It was like getting a hospital job that wasn't a contract. It was a full-time position. So you could get insurance benefits was like the pinnacle that 100%. everyone was taught. And yeah. so what it's so interesting how you know we all sort of do our own work before we can then coach other people absolutely yes there was such a clear um path Mm. and I as you know the perfectionist person that I coach also love rules like I love give me a good rule give me a good procedure to follow when I'm like Mm. I am comfortable. (laughs) And so, you know, sort of in my own entrepreneurial journey, stepping off of that path and being like, okay, I have to trust myself to make my own rules because there's no one's going to tell me this is step one, step two, step three was so much mental work and so much inner work. And so many of the clients that I'm working with, whether that's even in, you know, staying in as an employee somewhere and then motherhood where there's zero rules and you have to make your own rules that self-trust is is something that you know takes a lot of work yes able to to develop yeah absolutely and practice and then there's the element of like that real inner I don't know how else to say it other than self-confidence and belief that you will find it because I really felt like the bane of my existence for all those years was I need to find it and I want to find it yeah. And I know that it's a journey to find it. So like you get impatient. So yeah. for example, I mean, I was in the tech world um, in marketing, but in tech and I worked in like uh, your version of the hospital job with the benefits yeah. Yeah. was my version of working for Israel's biggest tech company and mm-hmm. moving countries with that company. And then having babies and going on math, even coming back to secure solid roles and then getting promoted and moving up the band levels. It was yeah. like, you're in it and you like love it and you're so proud of it, but you also like absolutely hate it because you know you're stuck in the system. Yeah. You know you're stuck because the biggest and hardest thing, and I'm sure you experience this too, is actually letting it go and saying goodbye. Yeah. Right. Especially for something le- way less secure, at least to totally. start. So totally. it takes a definite level of um, 
self-assurance and belief that you will figure it out. You don't need to know necessarily what it is, but you have to have, and I think this is what I had moving into it, is I always knew I would find it. I always knew I would, I would get there. It was yeah. just where, where was that and what did it look like? I wasn't sure. Right. And then when it was blindingly obvious, and I would say it was blindingly obvious. In fact, I was at I was at a Rachel Hollis conference in Dallas in 2019. I had like done all the self-help. I'd always been into it, reading conferences, webinars, books, podcasts, the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. And I was going through a series of like intense searching. And I went to Rachel's conference in Dallas and I was sitting on a patch of grass in a parking lot outside the arena during one of the breaks with a friend who's very into it with me. In fact, I think we saw you and your sister, Tony Robbins, when they when he came to- Right before. Toronto. Crazy yes. enough, the last time that I saw you in person- Was there. Or you went to Dallas. Yeah, so that was, okay, that's insane. Yeah. And so I was sitting there and I was like, I don't really have an excuse anymore. I know what it is. I know I wanna be a coach. I can't think of any good excuses anymore. I'm not planning on having another baby. We're not moving houses. I don't need the, not that I don't need the security. Of course I do, yeah. but I don't have, I'm out of, I'm out of excuses. And it was in that moment. I was like, I'm freaking doing it. I was going to swear, but I changed it for you. Um, I'm freaking doing it. I'm doing it. So I came home and I was like, now, how do I do this? Yeah. Now, how do I do this? First you decide, then you figure out the how. Yeah. That's what I did. I hate that process. Like, I hate that it's a part of me. The like, part? yeah, you have to decide and then figure out how. Oh, I'm but like, I love the how. I know. So do how I. How so fun. So do I. But, you know, I always say that my husband jokes that I only like doing things that I'm good at. Right. Like, he's like, you're the most perfectionist. Like, you, like you're, if you find something you're good at, you're like, I'll just do this forever. Right. And this <laughs> journey for me of sort of yes. stepping into this role has been the complete opposite of that because complete. everything that, you know, you do in this journey has to be, be really bad at it first or yeah. just try it out. Or just not know what you're doing. Exactly. And just like be comfortable with that and cultivating that, cultivating the confidence in yourself mm. with the uncertainty mm. right? because the reality is, we never know anything, you know, like as an employee, we like to pretend that we know what the like next level is, but you don't know what that's going to look like either. Yes. Um, you like to yeah. like, you like to hold on to the, the security and the control of it, but actually it's out of our control. Yeah. And that's what's, that's a massive realization because then yeah. when you realize when you go on an entrepreneurial journey, oh my gosh, there's like so many ups and downs. So like you get into your business, let's say, and first year is difficult, you make a bit of money. And then second year, you like double that or you triple that revenue. And you're like, okay, I've done it. That's it. Yeah. I'm made, I'm good. But yeah. then third year comes along and a pandemic hits or something happens in your personal yeah. life or whatever. And, or, or something happens in your business and it doesn't work out the way you thought it would. And that's where you really need to love love that journey no matter what it's very hard but yeah it's totally doable totally holding your own hand is mm. is a big thing mm. for sure mm. you've had an interesting journey though because you were also a content creator yes before, sort of yes. while you were while yes. you were doing all of this work absolutely so it's funny because um when I had my third child I started a social media platform and YouTube channel with my friend Carolina who was also on mat leave with her third and we each for different reasons wanted to have this creative outlet 
she was a journalist and you know wanted to tap back into that creativity and for me I always wanted to create content make like have a tv show interview yeah. people yeah. and really get like just inspire people and entertain people at the same time and so we started this channel called Mom Joe in 2016. And when we started it in a few months or a few years into it, I was like, this is it. This is it. This yeah. is what I've been looking for. And it was it and is it, but it's more of like our side uh, hobby that we are passionate about together. But it's not our main thing because what I realized for myself is that I'm way more into the growth and the development and yeah. the motivational stuff more than our brand was at that point. Right. And so instead of trying to mold our brand of Mom Joe and the two of us as a duo together to go into that space, which wasn't authentic, um, I also needed to like, you know, have a job and like do my thing and make some money and get out there. So it's now a beautiful marriage for me because I have my full-time business yep. and I get to do all the personal development and professional development stuff that I want, whether it's with corporates or it's with executives or it's with groups or retreats or one-on-one -on -one or moms, basically anyone and everyone who wants to achieve results and transformation in their life. And I get to have this amazing hobby with my friend that we get to go and have fun and make videos and create content. Totally. So it's like totally. a really nice mix. Five but years down the line. So that's so amazing because it goes back to like the earlier point that you were saying of, you know, wanting to sort of like rush the process, right? Like we know yes. that it's a journey, but we want to like rush the journey. And I think that so many people, my clients especially, and like totally I've been in this place also. Mm -hmm. When something happens, whether mm -hmm. it's you start a business, whether it's you get a promotion, whether it's you have like, you know, another child, like whatever that is in your life where you're like, is this going to be the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, mm. and for me, even I've found that I'm also, I'm like a, a constant, you know, webinar and workshop and personal yes. and this development and all, and almost it's like this, like something external to you that's going to save you, right? Like mm. this is going to be the thing. I'm finally going to make it. I'm gonna totally. get this job and it's gonna be my forever position or I'm gonna yes. do this collaboration and it's gonna be amazing. Yes. And being able to to see things in life as this doesn't have to be the destination. It can be a beautiful part of the journey, right? Like mm. that detachment of, and I remember that even with jobs that I've had, right? It doesn't have to be on an entrepreneurial journey. There are certain things that I did. I mean, in my uh, nutrition life, like I did a clinical research position at SickKids. And I always knew like research wasn't going to be, it was a lot of being alone in a room, which, mm. you know, given how much I like to talk mm -hmm. to people and all, it was so amazing for its time. Yes. Even that role. Right. So it doesn't have to be something that is in an, not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur, which is fantastic. Um, but even as employees, right. Being able to be like, this is going to be amazing for a time. This is going to be a fantastic, you know, like point in my journey and it doesn't have, not everything has to be the destination. I think 100%. a powerful I totally part agree of with story. you. But it come and it, what, what's good about that is that you realize it's, there's a belief in that process, which yeah. you obviously have and I have. And sometimes you have to foster and nurture that belief and be like, yeah. okay, just going to see where this goes and like yeah. embrace it. It's yeah. very hard. It's not easy. 
why it was like totally easy for me to just like, no, I'm sure. like, to, I'm sure. but, like no time or, or anything and like no tears or anything no not at all no stress no wondering if you're making the biggest mistake of your life yeah it's all of not that at all not at all <laughs> Um, but yeah, like that was a big, you know, evolution for me is like not waiting. And it, it, for me, it happened a lot in this entrepreneurial space of like not thinking that I was going to go to one workshop or like one Tony Robbins event or one, you know, something. And like, that was going to be the thing Mm -hmm. that changed my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and even, you know, sort of shifting, because obviously I still do all of those things. I love continuing to learn, but the attitude of going into those learnings of, I am going to find something mm. because it matter if it's like mm. the worst workshop I've ever gone to in my life, I can find something. I, I can something be in control yes. of the result I'm going to get from it, of the transformation yes. I'm going to get from it, of like the, the shift in my outlook that love I'm going to get from this thing. Totally. Oh, I love that. That excites me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, my husband's always like are you looking at yourself as like a science experiment I'm like kind of because I'm like all of my clients so like I need to know what I'm doing for like me mm-hmm. he's like you're not like in a petri dish I'm like I kind of am I kind mm-hmm. of am and I'm cool with it but that's that's what makes us relatable to our clients yeah and to the next person because there's not a big difference between us and other people it's just that we're on a path we are perhaps a little ahead of them and therefore can shed some light and different perspectives on where they're at and how they should keep going, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the, one of the most amazing things that I do with my clients and the thing that pisses them off the most is, you know, I think sometimes people think that coaching is going to be somebody like giving you the answers, Mm. right? And what I do, um, both one-on-one and, you know, I'm launching um, a group coaching program in October called the Unapologetic Living Code, um, is really always shifting the trust back to them, right? Like creating, like my entire coaching is creating, giving the tools, obviously, and the understanding and the skills and all of that to then shift the full decision making and the mm-hmm. full moment and the full like what do, what do you want mm. back onto women because that's so infrequently a question that women ask themselves completely we've gotten so used to just like trying to find the answer and then and then like going with doing it and putting it into practice but you're absolutely right it's it's that's the practice of confidence like instilling the confidence by practicing how to make those decisions and do them so yeah when when you I'm actually starting with a new coach our first session is tomorrow and I am like I couldn't be more excited and I couldn't be more impatient about it and I know what's going to happen it's like part of me wants the answers from her I'm like okay you're doing this this and this how do I do it and I know she's going to throw it back at me but that's part of this experience because I can't always forever in a day have her in my back pocket at every moment for every tiny little thing. So I have, you know, I have to keep learning and have to keep practicing how to do it, how to trust myself on my own. But it's so easy again, like whether it's like entrepreneurial or whether it's just like in having, you know, like, like the diet culture and like body shit, all that, especially in the age of social media to like, look at somebody, especially on Instagram or on TikTok or wherever the people are, um, and, and look at somebody and be like, you have this, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a house that I want or a business that I want or a body that I want or this. And like, what are the things that you're doing, right? Like you mm-hmm. must have an answer mm-hmm. 
that I don't have. Yeah. Like you have some sort of something that I don't have. Um, And like, if I just follow your rules, rules. Yeah. And yeah. For, you know, and like, this is something that we go into depth in, in the unapologetic living code, but it's like, you can look at 2 million people, however many people are on social media. I have no idea. Um, But, and see 2 million ways of doing something. And so then suddenly so many people, so many women, especially are like, okay, so I have to, this person says like, get up at 8am. This person says, get up at 5am. This person says, listen to your body and get up at 11am, which like, how do you do that with kids? And this person said like, and you know, you have like 12 Mm. times you're supposed to just get up in the morning. Right. Mm. And so when we don't have that self-trust, when we can't handle it, just sort of just being put back onto us, Mm. it's like so overwhelming because we live in an age where there's an infinite number of ways, like the quote unquote right way to do things. Right. And there isn't one right way. It's the way that you make right. Yeah. You have to find that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But the trust to do that is, is a huge thing when mm-hmm. there's so much, you know, if, if I just go on Facebook now, I'm like, I probably have an entire newsfeed full of ads that are like, here's the way to run a business. And I'm like, right. Oh my God. How did you know? <laughs> But, and everyone's is different, right? I yeah. sometimes just look at them and laugh because I'm like, this formula and this formula are in direct opposition to one another. <laughs> completely, completely. It's what's, and it's also what's trending, right? Yeah. yeah. What's trending. You've got to take it all with a pinch of salt. And I am, like, I am a content creator and I really get that. And I, I am the first person to tell you, like, don't get, don't get caught up in all of it. Yeah. I don't even go onto TikTok. I don't even go onto TikTok because it like takes me down a rabbit hole. If I ever create something for TikTok, I'll like upload it and I'll be like, peace out. I won't check it. I don't go back to it. That's with TikTok and me, because I know that for me, it's not, it's not a place that I want to spend and invest my time and energy in right now. You know what I mean? And then when it comes to scrolling mindlessly, I mean, that's a topic we can talk about for, I don't know, years. It takes a lot of, I don't know if the word is self-discipline, but a lot of awareness as to if you're actually enjoying or getting something out of what you're scrolling. And if you are, And what you're getting. Yeah. If you are and it's positive and you're enjoying it and that was your intention, beautiful. There are certain accounts on social that I like, as I see them pop up, there's a few, I can name them, that I just derive intense enjoyment out of Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just enjoyment sometimes it's education sometimes I watch it over and over because I think it's so entertaining whatever it is yeah only a few and I am very very conscious of the content that I consume I mute a lot of accounts I'm just being honest I don't unfollow but I mute Um, especially accounts where I'm noticing that I am comparing myself my offers how my business is doing versus theirs and so on. Yeah. Um, so social media is totally real and we totally know how people's businesses are doing. 100%. <laughs> and, and it's only ever perfect, right? Totally. There's just no, totally. yeah, exactly. So I mute a lot of accounts. I have very specific guidelines. I don't look at social before 9am, before I drop off my kids. That's my go-to. Um, and then after that, so the thing that I'm working on at the moment is my evenings. 
Yeah. And I always check once my kids are asleep. I always go, I sit on my bed, I like start to wind down. And that's when I will see those accounts that I really enjoy and that I really like. And then I'll notice myself starting to mindlessly scroll. Mindless. Yeah. And, and I like sometimes I have to like snap myself out of it because I'm like, what? And then I'm going to look 30 minutes or an hour later and be like, what did I just do with my time? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it starts with a lot of awareness and and curate your own feeds if yeah. you if you love social media and you want to be involved great but then be mindful of what you're consuming uh, so the number of truthfully so it's so interesting like my journey with that because my you know i i do this and i ask my clients a lot like to just be really honest about the things that you're getting from social media mm. and i noticed that for sure um when i was sort of like starting and using sort of like hustle culture kind of in, you know, I should be here in my business. And I I was literally using that like compare as a motivator, Mm. which is not a healthy thing to do. Mm. But like, Mm. you know, looking at people, I mean, like they're bringing in this, or they said they had earned this in a month and they like, and they're doing this and they're hosting this and like, whatever it is. Mm. And when I was like, very became conscious of this is how I'm using it. And if I don't want to do that anymore, I noticed all of a sudden, like my desire to be on these people's feeds, Mm. like there were so many accounts that I was like, oh, unless I'm using you as like compare fuel, Mm. I have no real reason to be like looking at you. And mm-hmm. it's not that I don't like them. And it's not that they were, they oh, were absolutely. horrible yeah. people on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, that was what I, that's how I was interacting with them. Right. That yeah. was, that's what I was. And as soon as I was like, I'm not giving myself permission to do that anymore. Like I'm giving mm-hmm. myself permission to just do what I'm doing and not compare and not mm-hmm. all these things mm-hmm. I did. Like, I, I, I unsubscribed from so many email lists mm-hmm. and people unsubscribe from my email list. I'm like, good. Like, you know, like go peace, totally like if, if that's what I am for you, thousand percent, do your thing. Um, unsubscribed in so many email lists, muted so many people on social media, because for sure, like just becoming aware of what you're actually getting out of the thing that you're right. doing. So important. If it's like totally, you're just mindlessly scrolling. And it's like, instead of watching a show for an hour at night, you're like on social media and you enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I have certain, there's like one French chocolatier that I, that I watch. Cause he makes like the craziest things out of chocolate. Yes. Oh my God. Did you see there's the, he made an engagement ring this week out of chocolate. And I was like, is this on, is this on Instagram? Mm-hmm. I've just come, I've just mm-hmm. come across some guy. Is it Gerard somebody? Is that his name? I think so. I just found but him like, and it was like unbelievably impressive. Yeah. So like if I was going to watch a cooking show versus watching him, like I'm happy yeah. to do that. But I think yeah. that for most people, it's just getting really honest about the why. Yes. Right. So for good. everything that you do in life. So good. Like, and, and not even, not from a judgmental place, not from a place of like, you have to then change it when you understand the why, but so much guilt, overwhelm, stress can just be put by the wayside. If sometimes you're like, just in a crappy mood. And so Mm. I just want to sit in the compare and despair for a little bit. Like, and and that's what I'm doing on social media. Right. Like, but but then own it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And just like being able to truthfully answer that why. Mm is like, can be so powerful, even if you change nothing, even Mm. if you still do it, even if you just Mm. spend two hours on Instagram and like, just that's, that's your thing. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Answering the why is one of like the biggest shifts I think that I've made and my clients have made and just 
reducing that stress, whether it's social media or anything else. Yeah, absolutely. It translates everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, you mentioned we're doing one-on-one and corporate and all those things. What, what's, you know, what's your interest or your passion or your focus right now? Where can people like work with you? Oh, thank you. That's kind of you to ask. Okay. So one-on-one is like my love, but it's, it's like my baby. It's where I started. It's where I'm passionate. It's where I um, feel like the biggest transformation long-term can take place and will take place if you put into it what you need to. So yes, one-on-one. And then I have, I have decided that at this point, I am still one of those coaches that offers multiple offers. I have not yet been able to or decided to want to um, choose just one offer and that's it. So I get creative. So right now we've got- I know, I love seeing your stuff on Instagram. I'm like, let's just make up something new. Always, because I go with A, what I feel like I might need or what I'm looking for and can't find. And B, I'm getting input from my community in some way, shape or form. Someone will ask something, someone will suggest something or someone will say, this is what I need. I'm looking for it. You know, what do you think? Um, So I'm doing an overnight retreat to Niagara-on-the-Lake at the end of October. My goodness. Yes. So retreats are like my thing. COVID actually, I guess, birthed this desire for me. I mean, I'm clearly a screaming extrovert, but wanting to do this work in person in a group is very, very impactful. And because I've been to them and I've seen how amazing you feel and what sparks fly after and during that experience, I really wanted to facilitate that. So that's why I do these one day retreats and now overnight. And then in the future, hopefully 2023, I will plan to do Costa Rica's on my radar. I don't know how and I don't know where and I don't know when. But that's fine because you made the decision. Yeah, we'll figure it out at some point. So overnight and then um, I have a mastermind called Breakthrough and we're starting again in October as well. And if so, if someone wanted to join a group, it's kind of like a mastermind of women who really want to create their own breakthrough, whether it's in life or business or career. And it's a process and you're part of a team and there's accountability and so on. And then there's a few other little bits that I will announce and do here and there. Like I've got a, um, a one day VIP me day that I literally just dreamed up a few days ago because there's the spa in Markham called Go Place. Have okay. you heard of it? No. Oh. You now. Oh, oh, it's a real treat. And um, I've had one or two clients say like, why don't we go there? And whenever I go there, I'm like, this is the perfect place for a retreat. So we're going to do a VIP me day. Uh, I'm going to move the day to November because October is not working out for the people yeah. that have shown interest so far. And yeah, I mean, the way you would find it is just to like keep following, I guess, on Instagram, if you're interested yep. and going into my link tree on Instagram, my link in bio and my website. Those are the places, www.liadhorovitz.com. I love this. And I love that you have multiple offers and you like sort of just go with what feels. I'm just, one of my previous coaches said to me once, cause I was looking to launch two group programs and I was like, I'm going to do, am I going to launch this one? And then that one, or like, could I do them together? And she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to launch them together. And she's like, well, Liat, go with your nature, not against it. 
Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to fit into a box that some marketing guru claims to tell you, you can't launch more than one thing at a time? Well, you can. Yeah, I will tell you that. You can. You just have to love it and you yeah. have to believe in it. Yeah, That's all you need. So I launch different things when I want to and some of them work and some of them don't. And I'm totally good with it. It's like I'm fishing. Throw yeah. it out. Whoever bites, let's go. Let's do one it. of my one of my coaches, like Simone Soul, literally just she did a yes. live on Instagram last night, and it was like her marketing strategy, and it was like when my body and my mind and my soul are all aligned to launch this thing, I just launch it. It doesn't matter if it's like the right time or the wrong time, or like the time where like the marketing bros say it's like the worst time, or like you know I just launched something, and so like people are never gonna buy two things back to back and whatever. Like we just. Go there are no it. rules. There are no rules. Yeah. There are no rules. I think if there's one thing that, you know, people can get out of this conversation, it's uh, whether it's like life or entrepreneurship or business or employees or relationships or mother, there are no rules. <laughs> you just yeah. have to well, figure out the yes. rules that work for you. <laughs> you exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. This was so fun. Um, and we'll definitely put all the links to those things in the show notes. So everyone can find you on Instagram and see more of everything that you do. Thank you. I so appreciate it. And I hope to see you in person real soon. Thanks for listening to Growing Empowered Eaters. Before you go, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a five-star review and take a screenshot and send it to me over on Instagram at my handle at ahuva, A-H-U-V-A, RD so that I can say a proper thank you for joining me on this mission to growing empowered eaters.